Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Hello, everybody, and welcome back. Welcome back to another week. Welcome back to another episode. Welcome back to If I Didn't Laugh, I'd Cry. Happy Friday, if you're listening to this on a Friday. And if you're not, then happy whatever day it is. You know what I mean? I hope everybody's doing fine. I hope your week's gone good. I wonder what's been happening for you. You know what I mean? For me, it's half term. That's what's been happening for me. Trying to get as many activities in as you can, but trying to keep the costs low, the overheads low. It's hard. It's hard in this land. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, how do you do that? But I feel like it has been good. I'm recording this on a day that we went swimming. And, yo, I'm just going to get it off my chest when it comes to that segment. But um, but all in all, half term has been good. It's coming to a close now and it's getting a little bit sad because oh, I don't want to go back. But we move. Um, but, yeah, I hope everybody's doing good. And, guys, it's just me. So let's get into it. <laughs> So something to get off my chest. We go to this leisure centre that's like um, in a neighbouring town to us. You know, when I say neighbouring, I literally mean like it's what, a seven minute drive away. Because the leisure centre that's like closest to us, they don't really have like a good um, pool uh, timetable for family swim. So we went to our usual um, leisure centre. It's local to us, so to speak. And every time we go to this pool, like we we're swimming and Olivia's swimming in the deep end and stuff, and the lifeguards always come and say, "Well, I don't think she's been. You sh- you should get out of the deep end. Can you go back to where she can stand?" And my question to these people is always, "How do you suppose she gets comfortable and confident with swimming in a deep end, if you're policing her when she's swimming in a deep end?" Anyway, one time a while back, this happened, and. Um, the lifeguard was like, if she can swim from here to there, basically um, imagine width-wise of a pool. Um, if she can swim from here to there, then I'll, I'll be comfortable with her to go in the deep end. And Olivia swam it easy because she can do it. And he was like, yeah, I'm happy with that. I'm happy with that. Today, this guy comes over and he's like, can you go where she can stand, please? Like, you don't come here. Like, don't go in a deep end. And I was like, she can swim, she's good. He's like, yeah, but she got tired. She looked like she was struggling. And I said, so? I got, I got tired. I struggle sometimes because I'm tired. What's what's the problem? Well, she just looked like she was struggling a bit because she got tired. And I was like, yeah, what's the problem? He's like, well, it would just make me comf- um, comfortable if she was to basically move to where she can stand up. I said, she's fine. She's done swimming lessons, she's fine, she's cool, you know? Um, and Dalu was with me, so I was like, he's swam competitively, and I'm my mother, I'm right here, it's all good, you know? And that's what your job is. If she is strug- struggling and drowning, that's what your job is. And he's like, yeah, but I don't want it to get there. I don't want it to get to that. And I'm like, but it didn't, not even a little bit. Fam, he's like, eventually, he's like, I'm going to get my manager. And I said, go and get your manager, it's all good. 
he gets the manager and the manager comes and the manager is like, oh, you know, my colleague has just told me that he's told you guys to stay close to the wall. Nah, brother, he didn't tell nobody to stay close to the wall. He's told us to get out of the deep end. So I'm explaining this. And he goes, yeah, I understand. I understand. Oh, let me add this. Whilst I'm talking to the first lifeguard, I said, listen, you've singled no other kids out. You've just singled Olivia out, right? You've just singled my kid out. There's a little white boy over there in the deep end. I haven't seen you go and say anything to that boy. He goes, yeah, but I'm observing him. Okay, cool. Now put a pin in that, right? Remember this point. So now the lifeguard, the second, the manager comes and then he's all like having a conversation and says, oh, my colleague told you guys to stay close to the wall. And I'm like, no, he didn't. He told us to get out of the deep end. And he's like, yeah, but you can understand why, you know, she, he said that she was struggling a bit. And I said, yeah. And so what? She got tired. I get tired. He goes, yeah, but that's besides the point. And I'm thinking, what is the point then? She was struggling and she still swam. Anyway, he goes on, he goes on, he goes, well, I'm glad we'll come to a compromise. I said, we haven't come to a compromise. We're staying in the deep end. There, there has been no compromise. What has happened is I've told you what I told the first guy. And I'm telling you again, what's the compromise? He goes, oh, that you're going to stay close to the wall. And I'm like, but we're not. We're going to swim wherever we want. If she wants to go in the middle, she can go in the middle. She's a, she's a good swimmer. She's cool. Anyway. He leaves it alone because I said to him, listen, one of your guys, your lifeguards, your yellow T-shirt guys um, made her do an assessment before. So he did it and here we are. So why is she being singled out yet again? Anyway, now remember the little white boy I was talking about? He had a noodle this whole time. He had a noodle, a little floaty in a deep end. There are signs that says no armbands, basically no floats. If, you, if you're if you not a strong swimmer, don't go in the deep end. But that little white kid had it. And I'd pointed out to the manager, I said, listen, it's seeming like it's a thing to do with race here. It's blatant that we're the only black people here. It's starting to get a little silly. He goes, oh, it's not about that. It's, it's like chuckling. And I just stare at him. And I'm like, how can you tell me it's not about that when we're in a situation where it's feeling like that? This is our lived-in experiences. Every time we come to this pool, this happens. Anyway, he leaves, right? He says, it's cool. You lot can swim wherever you want. It's all good. So at the end, I was like, nah. It just, it, like That's what, 10 minutes cutting into our swim time? So... I am not one to go and complain and make complaints. I am one of the easygoing people. I'll, I'll complain to anyone who wants to hear, <laughs> but I won't complain to the establishment. I'll complain to Dalu and Olivia, but I won't complain to the establishment. But then today I said to my guy, um, he came in the changing rooms. It's like um, unisex type of changing room. So I said, who do I see to make a complaint? He goes, you can talk to me or you can email. I'm thinking I ain't emailing. <laughs> Let's talk. So I said, yeah, I'll talk to you. So anyway, he meets us when we're out. He meets us in the hall. He goes like, do you want to talk here? Or, and I'm like, are you sick? So I was like, no, don't you have an office we can go to? He goes, oh, yeah, yeah, I could do that. I could do that. We get in this office space. And then um, I, he sits down and I was like, do you not need to write things down? He goes, yeah, yeah, let me go and get my notepad. So now I'm telling him how to do his job. And he sits down and I said, listen, as we were saying earlier, this is not the first time this has happened. And last time, well, no, the one of the second time it happened, the first time it happened, we let it go. Second time it happened, I asked for a policy, just policies from your guy that says children can't go in the deep end. And he's like, no, no, there's, there's no policy that says that, but we, we have to go with the RSS or RSA, whatever it is. And I'm just looking at him and I said, listen, I understand legal stuff because I work in HR. So have you got legal documents that tell me that my child can't go in the deep end? Then he's like, yeah, but the principle is if she's not a strong swimmer, then we have to be, uh, we have to be like, uh, be safe and all this, there, all them things there. So I'm like, okay, cool. What indicated to your guy that she wasn't a strong swimmer? Well, she looked like she was struggling and she got tired. I said, okay, she looked like she was struggling and she got tired. She tread, she tread um, water, cut, caught her breath continued swimming would a weak swimmer do that oh well I, I i can't just i'm not going to talk about this with you and i'm like no i'm making a formal complaint i feel like you have to we're here now 
you're gonna have to talk about it because this is a complaint so my guy went red like he went red olivia after was like he looked like he was gonna cry <laughs> he did look like he was gonna cry but i was like to him do you understand where we're coming from now when we say that when i was saying to you that it feels like we're being singled out every single time and it's no secret we're black people and it's no secret we're the only black people that are in that pool we stand out like a sore thumb of course and you might not and realize this but there are stereotypes little microaggressions little things that are in your heads but you don't even realize why you react the way you react you know what i mean so the fact that there was a little white boy with a noodle in the deep end and olivia is being singled out that's crazy can you see why I would say it's because of our color? He goes, no, I, I can definitely understand why. And, and you know, and he's, he's literally stuttering, going over his words. And I'm just, we're all serious. Dalu's serious face, Olivia's serious face, and I'm serious faced. And I'm like, every time we come here, this is an issue. Every single time. Why hasn't no one taken the name of my kid to say we've assessed this child and she's okay? If even strong swimmers get tired, but they keep going, so did Olivia. If she was a weak swimmer, she would have started to drown. Never once have we, me or Dalu, have, have, uh, have we ever had to step in. Never once. We've never had to save her because she is struggling so much. She catches herself. She continues going. To me, that's an indicator of a strong swimmer, not a weak one. A weak one you would have to jump in. A week one, me and Dalu would have to step in. Because, yeah, I completely understand that. And he kept on doing the buts, the howevers. I said, listen, it sounds like you keep invalidating our lived-in experiences. This is our experience. This happens every time. So you can't say, yeah, but. There is no but. This is what we're telling you to be facts based on what happens to us. Then he goes, yeah, I'm going to have a word with all the lifeguards if you want this to be a formal complaint. I said, we're here. It's a formal complaint. Write our names down. It is a formal complaint. And then he was like, yeah, I'm going to do that. I said, listen, I understand you're doing, you're doing your job and you're trying to keep people safe. But what you guys do is, is the same as me punching you in the face in retaliation before you actually hit me first. Right? Observe. Let the child show you whether she can swim or not, whether she can do it or not. Don't just look once and see her struggle once and then go, get out of here. You know what I mean? See, if every single time she's swimming, she's struggling, she's not switching up techniques, rah, 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 then cool. But that's not what happens. You start circling like sharks. The first time Olivia goes to the deep and you circle like sharks. These times, no one has had to step in. But that's your job. If Olivia was to drown, that's your job. So he goes, yeah, we, we, we work on prevention. I said, if you're working on prevention of people drowning, then no one should get in the water then because anyone could drown. Come on, let's be serious. And then, yeah, he was like, we'll take it away. But that's what I want to get off my chest. Those kinds of experiences. I know it was a long-winded story, but those kinds of experiences just grate me. You know what I mean? Because let there be a situation first. Let, let the child really flap her hands. And I understand prevention, but I would have quickly gone, swooped her. Dalu would have quickly gone and got her. Let that happen first, then give us a dressing down and tell us not to go to the deep end again. And we'll be like, cool. But the child is competent. We're swimming back and forth. We're even having a race and then you're telling me, oh, she's not a strong swimmer. Houseway, come on now. But yeah, it just makes me sad. Yeah. So anyway, that's why I had to get off my chest. Those kinds of experiences. It's not a good feeling. It's not a good look. But anyway, um, embarrassing if I didn't laugh at cry story. I have none. I have no embarrassing if I didn't laugh at cry story that I can recall. <laughs> Uh, this is a conclusion. We are concluding this episode, concluding a series of Tawonga, Team Money, T Dot, Baby T. Yeah? Why Christianity 
specifically Seventh-day Adventism. And I would say that my findings during this period of research and, you know, getting to know other religions in depth and stuff like that, I think that what I have found is the truth is really expensive. And what I mean by that is when it's it's rare to have sound doctrine and to have the truth in your ears and it's not it's it's easily access accessible right i don't mean it's ex expensive where you can't access it it's easily accessible but it's expensive in a sense of it's rare for people to have the truth it's rare for people to be teaching you the truth what i have found is a lot of people have got a lot of the religions have got good core principles in what they believe even spiritualism right and by that i mean the things that they are trying to do and the message that they are trying to spread is supposed to make others feel good yeah and it's they're not harming anyone and i'm putting that in quotes they're not harming anyone and they're trying to be at the at the end of it all it's still people trying to be good people so that's what i found i can't knock that that's why these religions are attractive because no one preaches hate necessarily right and i say that loosely because i haven't read every single back to back page of these these religions doctrines you understand that would take years and years and years of study and i just don't want to <laughs> I don't want to. I think I would be very depressed. <laughs> um, but, right, they don't necessarily spread hate. Those with gods, the gods are good. In a sense of they created and they want their subjects to do good. But throughout all of this as well, I have seen similarities and the similarities is if you blink, you miss it type of similarities. You understand? Because they, they, they believe in a lot of different things. But the similarities is something that would just fall under the radar. That's the death. You will not surely die. To me, that's a big one. But it's one of those that will fall under the radar if you're truth seeking because... I suppose it's one of those things where if you're not looking for it, you won't be able to find it. But every single one I covered, they believe that you will not surely die. Yeah. And also the works doctrine, good works are the ones that get you good rewards. And... Good works, you will not surely die. And also, what was the other one? You, basically. You are the one in charge of everything. Yeah? To a degree, that's true. To a certain extent, I agree with that, right? But for the most part, I don't agree with that. I believe that you will surely die. But what I mean by I don't agree with that is the you. You are in charge of everything. Okay. I don't believe that you will not surely die. I believe that you will surely die. Right. I believe that if Jesus Christ didn't come to die for our sins, the first death would be the final death. There would be no resurrection unless God chose to resurrect you for some reason. But without Jesus dying on the cross, there would be no one to atone for our sins. No one to atone for, you know, the the first sin Adam and Eve committed. Yeah? The works doctrine, I don't agree with it. I agree that you can't aimlessly do works. You can't because I can genuinely do good things whilst being a horrible person. I can but the God I serve does not look at my outward, does not look at what I'm doing. 
as the first point of contact. He looks at my intentions behind what I'm doing as the first point of contact. So if I give money to charity, is it so that people can see that I'm giving money to charity? Because you know your thoughts and you know your intentions behind what you're doing. Is it so that fellow men can adore you and say, rah, rah, look look how much Tawonga gives. Tawonga does a good work. Tawonga is a woman of God. Is that the reasons why you do those things? Or is it because you actually believe in the cause? You actually want to do those things? If you see a homeless man on the street, right? Are you giving them something? Are you giving them money? Are you buying them food so that you can feel better about yourself? So that other people can say, ah, what a good person. Or those TikTokers who put their videos on and, and, and put these things on the internet so that people see that they were doing a good work. Or are you doing it because you think to yourself, this is a tough situation to be in. This is a sad situation. Let me help. You know what? And I'm not trying to say this. (laughs) It's funny because I just said this about like so that your fellow men can see you as X, Y, and Z. But what I'm about to say, it's not for that purpose. But sometimes I have nothing, right? Let's say I'm on my last, I'm like, I don't know, 50 quid. And I'm thinking of all the things that this 50 quid needs to cover. Sometimes some months are really hard. Sometimes we end in the green. Sometimes we end in the red. You know, you know what I mean. Sometimes there's money in the account by next payday. And other times there's no money in the account by next payday. It just happens like that. So sometimes I'm on my last money. Yeah. And I'm walking into a supermarket and I see a homeless person. My heart, the way I wrestle with myself, because I'm thinking, I don't have the money, I don't have the money. But there's always a voice in my head that says you've got more than he has. You have got more than he has. And in fact, in five days, you are getting paid. Yeah? Now, that feeling to me, I think to myself, okay, cool, you're right, you know? Yeah, you're right feeling wherever whichever voice this is but I know that that's the spirit of God speaking to me and convicting me you know I say to myself it's all good it's all good and another thing another thing on top of that that makes me say it's all good is because I know God I say to myself nevertheless and this is the truth nevertheless Even if I struggle, I know God has got me. Now, this person may not have God, may not have faith like that. My point is, your insights, your intentions, the context behind your actions is where my God's first point of contact is. And then your actions, God looks at that, what you did and didn't do. But where did that spirit of doing and not doing come from? Am I making sense? Now, in the other religions, it's it's you. It, you have to do good if you want. You've got to notice you. You've got to go and do good. I used to, when I had Instagram, there was this person um, I used to follow, a friend of a friend, right? This person followed me first, in fact. So I felt really guilty because it was a friend of a friend. So I followed them back. And they were, they were Muslim. And almost every single day it will be like an appeal. Donate here. You know, as Allah says, as the as the Prophet Muhammad says, you know, you must give because da da da. And I used to think, how exhausting, real life, how exhausting is this? That you feel prompted to do this, not because you want to, but because your God tells you you have to do it. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. 
So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. The Bible says God loves a cheerful giver, God loves a person who is giving with all their heart. You know what I mean? The Bible also says that you must help the needy and the poor. Like, don't forget them. But you don't have to if you don't want to. It's not a place where you have to feel guilty. I'm not telling you that the Bible says you don't have to, right? I'm That's me, Tawanga, telling you that. That there is no force by God. God doesn't force you to do these things. You know what I mean? There is no threat. There is no, I don't know how to describe it. Because doing good by the needy, the widows, the orphans, is not always about monetary value. It could be about spiritual support, emotional support. Yeah? But the the person I'm talking about, it was always about money. Money, money, money. You know? And that's where... We have Christians like prosperity gospel preachers. It's all about money. So a seed and God will bless you. Give, give 2,000 pounds and God will double it. You know what I mean? Our God isn't obsessed with money. He's, he's obsessed with our hearts, our spirits. What spirit works behind you as a person? Is it the spirit of good or the spirit of evil? And that's why, in my beliefs, as a Seventh-day Adventist, Bible-believing Christian, we are saved by grace through faith. We are not saved by faith through works. We are not saved by works, by works through grace. We are saved by grace through faith. And the works are the fruits that follow. If you have true faith in your God, if you are a true true believer of your God, the things you do will be a reflection of that. And that's it. The things you do will be a reflection of that. And in fact, you will do because that's who your God is. If you're asking God, please bless me these times, you're not even being a blessing to anybody else. Deep it. Deep it. My point I'm trying to say is we all have a part to play in each other's lives. Yeah, the book of Romans in the Bible, it's all about, you know, how we ought to live in life. And in Romans chapter 12, let me go to it. I've read this so many times. And as you guys know, Romans is my favorite book in the Bible. I just think it's amazing. But in Romans chapter 12, it says, behave like a Christian. Yeah, let love be without hypocrisy. Abhor what is evil, cling to what is good. Be kindly affectionate to one another with brotherly love in honor, giving um, preference to one another. Not lagging in diligence, fervent in spirit, serving the Lord, rejoicing in hope. And it continues to say, bless those who persecute you. You know what I mean? Bless those who persecute you. Rejoice with those who rejoice and weep with those who weep. We are meant to be in service with one another. That's what God wants us to be, in service with one another. God is in service for you and me. We ought to be in service for one another. If I am blessing you and you are blessing the next person and the next person, it's going to come full circle whereby whoever, whichever person is also blessing me. But the blessings are being poured out from heaven because we regard one another with brotherly love, kind and affectionate. We bless those who curse us and who persecute us. Yeah. Bless and not curse. 
And then in Romans th chapter 13, from verse 8, it starts, Owe no one anything except to love one another, for he who loves another has fulfilled the law. Love is the law. Love, love your God, love your neighbor. That's the law. For the commandments, you shall not commit adultery, you shall not murder, you shall not steal, you shall not bear false witness, you shall not covet. And if there is any other commandment, all are, are all summed up in the saying, namely, you shall love your neighbor as yourself. Love does not harm to does no harm to a neighbor. Therefore, love is the fulfillment of the law. If love is the fulfillment of the law, and God is the giver of the law. Do you get it? Your heart, your mind, your inside is what God is interested in. Okay? My God does not create evil to test you. Evil exists and tests come. But God did not create that just for the purpose. God did not even create evil in the beginning, in the first place. Okay? So, studying these religions, it's scary to know that the truth is at, the, at everybody's reach, at everybody's grasp. But sometimes it's so far away. You know what I mean? So far away because of what you've been taught to believe all your life. So far away because of the consequences of somebody choosing to go a different way. Because I know in some cultures, in some religions, that's not good. So far away because some people don't have access to their Bible, don't have access to anyone who can tell them the truth and preach the truth. But don't blindly follow a religion because it makes you feel good. Don't blindly follow a movement because it makes you feel good or the people within made you feel good. What is the truth? Like I said last week, right? Cry out to the unknown God. Cry out to him, whoever you are. See me and hear me. I want to know the truth. Whichever God it is will show you the truth. Only be still. And listen. So, in my findings, I found that there is a lot of truth mixed with error. And then there is just error. There is just straight up error. You know what I mean? I found spiritualism error. But again, it's the principles of what they teach each other. People actually believe in these things because it's to make people feel good. It's to, you know, they say that it's all about... Um, What's it called? Evidence. The evidence base that life continues. You know, it's to make people feel more comfortable and feel good about their afterlife. You know what I mean? Communicating with the dead. You're not communicating with the dead. You're communicating with demons. But here I sit talking to you guys, whoever is listening to me. Yeah. If the true religion is Buddhism. Tawonga would have lost nothing. Yeah? Because my God and the fruits of the Holy Spirit and the way I ought to behave as a Christian, right? Then if the true religion is Buddhism, I'm going to, what's it called? I'm going to Nirvana. Your girl's on her way to Nirvana. Yeah? Reaching enlightenment. If the true religion is Hinduism, if the true religion is Hinduism, then it's all good because you can use any God to get to Brahma or Brahman. So I'm using the Bible God. Surely Brahman should look at me and say, yep, you're living life all right and I'm going to reach enlightenment. Yeah, if the true religion is spiritualism, if the true religion is spiritualism, they don't believe in Jesus Christ anyway. They don't believe in heaven and hell anyway. So I would have lost absolutely nothing, nothing. If the true religion is Catholicism, 
yeah, then I would have lost nothing because I believe in the same Bible that they claim to believe. And if they, their own, um, their own doctrines say that Sabbath is a Sabbath, Saturday is a Sabbath day, but they decided to change it to Sunday, then I'm doing nothing wrong, essentially. You know what I mean? And if they say that they do believe in God, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, and they believe in the Bible, then essentially I'm not doing anything wrong by praying directly to God and not going to a priest. Surely, right? Because we believe in the same Bible. However, so far, out of all these religions, I will not surely die anyway. I will not surely die anyway. If the true religion is uh, Islam, yeah? If the true religion is Islam, then yeah, I'm a little bit, I'm a little bit buggered, you get what I mean? <laughs> because you have to be Muslim to get to, to the Muslim heaven. <laughs> so that one, I, I'm, I'm screwed. <laughs> <laughs> I am screwed, but where I'm not screwed is I will not surely die. I will not surely die. I would just have molten metals poured on me and be in fervent heat forever and basically never find peace, but I will not surely die. Tawonga will continue to be Tawonga, albeit a little toaster. You know what I mean? If the true religion is Judaism, then I will not surely die. You know what I mean? If the true religion is a mixture of uh, of all the other religions like pantheism and, you know, witchcraft and all them things, then listen, we continue living, we continue going, growing. God is everywhere. The tree is God. So I'm all good. Okay? And if the true religion is one of the other denominations in Christianity that teach that Sunday is the Sabbath day that teach that you will not surely die if that's the true religion then I would have lost nothing anyway because I will not surely die but then most of them teach that you can actually worship any day of the week kind of thing as well my point is if these other religions are the truth then I will not surely die. I'll continue living anyway. I'd have to sit with this falsehood that I have spread out there. However, if the Bible is anything to go by, and if the Bible is the truth, that there is a Sabbath day, there are, there are rules, orders, commandments, and God wants, to, uh, wants us to obey him, and God wants us, to be our God and wants us to live with him and to dwell with him because he created us with love, for love, out of love. If that's the true God, the creator God, right? Then I ought to humble myself and I ought to fall prostrate and worship him because that is my reasonable service. That is my reasonable duty as somebody who was created. And if the creator God of the Bible is the true God. But I choose not to obey him. I choose to be Buddhist, Hindu, Islam, uh, spiritualist, um, or the other mixture of religions, uh, Judist, Catholicism, Judist, <laughs> Jew. <laughs> is Judist a word? Ah, whatever. Um, Catholicism, or just any other denomination in the Christian in the Christian faith. If I choose to be all of those things, then the God of the Bible has sent me a clear warning about what my outcome is now. I want you to take heart in what I'm saying. I'm not trying to be harsh. The Bible says that, let me just read it to you, yeah? Because I don't like to misquote, especially when I'm saying something serious. 
In John chapter 10, verse 16, it says, And other sheep I have which are not of this fold. Them also I must bring, and they will hear my voice, and there will be one flock and one shepherd. So Jesus here is saying there are others. There are other humans that are not of this fold, not yet, right? They are not of this fold. There are other people, there are other believers who are still Muslim. There are other believers who are who are who are Jews. There are other believers who are Catholics. There are other believers who are Buddhists, Hindus, you name it, any belief that you can think of. There are other believers who are not part of this fold, part of the ones who know the truth and cling to the truth. Them also I must bring, and they will hear my voice, and there will be one flock and one shepherd. There will be one group of people and one God. There will be one truth, to simply put it. Okay? So I am not saying as if it's doom and gloom. You know what I mean? I am not saying that. All I'm saying is, if this is the true God, the God of the Bible, the creator God, if that is a true God, then I will have lost everything by not following this truth. Because this God says, you will surely die. If this, if this God says, if you love me, keep my commandments. If, if you love me, keep my commandments. This God says, not everybody who is my, who is mine is currently of this fold, but they will hear my voice. It means somebody somewhere out there can hear the things that I am saying and they will feel convicted and they would want to look into this and learn more about this. That's God doing a work. You are hearing his voice because the words I've just read, it's not me. That's what it means. It's not me. So that's you hearing God's voice. Yes, you can, you're audibly listening to me, but that was Jesus's words. My findings are, the truth is expensive. It's very hard to find. The truth is a needle in a haystack. You know it's there and it is there. It 100% is, but there's a lot of hay. There's a lot more hay. Yeah. And sometimes you do find sharp pointy objects, but it's not the needle. It may look like a needle, but it's not the needle. So you need to keep looking for that needle in a haystack. But you ought not to struggle. You don't need to struggle. You don't need to go and read many books to find the needle in the haystack. You don't need to go and speak to this person, that person, listen to philosophers, watch hundreds of hours of YouTube videos seeking the truth. You don't need to do that. You don't need to take drugs to have a trip. You don't need to do ayahuasca, whatever it is, to find the truth. You don't need to do that. You don't need to have spiritual awakening, spiritual whatever it is you don't need to do that you just need to talk to the unknown god whoever you are if indeed there is one truth reveal that truth to me you could be an atheist try it say if there is a god reveal to me what the truth is and sit still. And by sit still, I don't mean don't go to work, take a vow of silence, ignore the world, turn off your phone. I don't mean that. I mean, don't fight against what is revealed to you. Don't resist against what is revealed to you. Don't go to the left, to the right, you know, and start look, reading, reading, reading to help God along. Let God reveal to you what he wants to reveal to you. And whatever the truth is, whatever that God, and I'm very confident it's the creator God who will reveal himself to you because he's the only God that listens. Let me read you Habakkuk. It says, yeah, what profit is the image that its maker should carve it? 
the molded image, the molded image, a teacher of lies, that the maker of its mold should thrust in it to make mute idols. Woe to him who says to wood, awake, to silent stone arise, and it shall teach. Behold, it is overlaid with gold and silver, yet in it there is no breath at all. But the Lord is in his holy temple. Let all the earth keep silent before him. If you cry out to the unknown God, whoever you are type of thing, don't cry out to Allah. Cry out to God. And say, if you are there, whoever you are, and you are listening to me, you can hear me. You are reading my mind, my thoughts. You know my waking up and my going down. You know everything there is to know about me. Reveal the truth to me and let me know you. And my God is faithful enough that he will show you just that. And it may take it may take a day, two days, months, weeks, years. But one day you will say, oh my goodness. The Lord is indeed in his holy temple. And your reaction will be to fall on your knees and worship him. Listen, there is many things that disappoint us in life. There are many things that get us down in life. There are many things that make us doubt if God even cares. Even for us who do believe, there are many things that make us say, God, are you even seeing me? Are you even hearing me? But I promise you, he does see you. He does hear you. I hope you have enjoyed the series. I don't want to go in too much for the conclusion. And I hope this conclusion has made sense. The truth is not subjective. It's not subjective. The truth is binary. It doesn't change. And I hope you've caught that. If you had two people tell you an account of something... And one person's story kept on changing all the time. And another person's story stayed fixed. You would say you are telling the truth. And you would be suspicious of the person whose story has changed constantly. The truth doesn't change. The truth does not change. When Moses said, who should I say you are? He said, I am that I am. Tell them that I am sent you. The truth does not change to make people feel good. In fact, the truth hurts. The truth makes people uncomfortable. But out of that discomfort comes change, comes transformation, comes doing better, feeling better. And in the end, you say, thank you for telling me the truth. Thank you for what you said to me. Thank you because you know what? You're the only person that's ever told me the way you told me. The truth hurts, but it really fortifies you. Let God be that for you. There is only one flock and one shepherd. Yeah? And Jesus is that shepherd. So whether you like it or not, friends, the truth is the truth. I pray that all of us have gained something from this. We've learned something from this. But test every single spirit and go and read the Bible for yourself. Call out to your God by yourself directly. Tell your God, and I say your God, I mean the God. Yeah, let's not get it confused. Tell God everything. The points where it makes you not believe in him, tell him that. Pour it all out, lay it out on the line because... If he isn't real, then you lose nothing, right? But if he is real, then we ought to heed. We ought to heed. Yeah, we ought to heed. Okay. Let me leave it there, friends. Thank you for listening. Thank you for staying along with me for the series. I am going to go on a little two-week break. You know, the vibes need to take a little breather, a little... Uh, a little brain space recuperation recalibrate i think that's the one and i'll be coming back in your ears in two weeks with a new series what that will be 
I'm going to leave it as a surprise. I know you guys are going to be so excited, right? Anyway, guys, follow me on TikTok. If I didn't laugh, I'd cry. Uh, write to me to Wonga with three A's at gmail.com. Or if I didn't laugh, I'd cry at gmail.com. Let's talk. You know what I mean? Let's ask questions. Let's get to know each other. But I know that TikTok might be just that a little bit easier. Thank you so much for sticking with me. And with that, friends, let me leave us with this. There is one flock, one shepherd. Wah, wah, wah. I'm sorry the episode is over, but please tune in next week for another exciting journey. Goodbye, goodbye, bye, bye, bye. Have good vibes. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more, with Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.